there and welcome to Thrones of Game, the only Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the show backwards. I'm your host, BT Calloway. I have seen the entire series from beginning to end, but joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, the man who has only watched Game of Thrones backwards. Elliot, how are you doing? Well, we I'm don't doing... have time. I went through this last time. This is a fast podcast. Otherwise, we think about the premise and we give up. So let's get stuck right into it. This is season eight, episode three, The Long Night. What did you think? Ugh, man, this was a fucking slog. <laughs> It's it's um it's a highs and lows, ups and downs, a lot of problems, a lot of good bits, a lot of bits that could have been amazing had there not been problems. Ah, <laughs> let's get into question one. What happened? All right. So uh, when we last left off, I saw the, uh, the, the the aftermath of a war. Yeah. This was that war. This was that war indeed. It wasn't the war that I thought it would be. I th- predicted that it was the war against ginger people last time, <laughs> but no, there, there's zombies in Games of Thrones, apparently. Yes, the uh, infamous White Walkers. Ah. Whereas everyone else had to wait eight seasons to see this battle, you only had to watch four episodes. <laughs> How earned it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a big one, and, and a lot happens. Uh, uh, what, what are your notes? What are your thoughts? What? Let's get into this. Yeah. This was a slog. <laughs> it was. I mean, I think first elephant in the room, it's just so weirdly dark and in points where it's not supposed to be. Yeah, look, this is one of these things where I'm trying to give the show as much leeway as possible because, yes, I'm watching it backwards. This war wasn't built up over eight seasons and earned for me. And also, i got to give it a bit of leeway. My TV's not the best and we're also watching it through Foxtel. Fuck you, Foxtel. But still... Like, the yeah. darkness of this episode, and not just the darkness, but the colour palette is so limited. Yeah, really washed out, and I think we compare this to The Bells, the episode where the dragons wreck the shit out of King's Landing, and I was talking about the colour usage there of gold, red, and black, and it was really vibrant and clear, and this, it's, it, it would have been okay if it was a choice, but it looks like a mistake for most part. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, because I wasn't thinking about, like, oh, well, maybe it's the Foxtel compression or oh, maybe it's my TV's tracking when we were watching that because, yeah, like you said, a lot more vivid colours, whereas this one, it was just this horrible grayscale and the parts that weren't too dark were also foggy as shit because they were using a lot of snow effects and I, artistically, it just looked muted, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I almost like this when they start off fighting in total darkness and then when the uh, kind of snowstorm comes in, they kind of switch to fighting in this white, grayscale which would have been a nice contrast but it was still just so bloody hard to see like start off by yeah representing war is difficult but even especially at night especially in all this chaos but it just got so hard to see what the fuck was going on and it doesn't help that they're doing the tricks like using quick cuts and whatever to yeah for that that heightened action sense yeah which you know usually drives the tension but when it's contrasting another moment that looks grey and washed out and drawn out, like it's just contributing to this episode feeling like it was a chore to watch. I don't know what went wrong, but something went wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, objectively, I will say towards the end it looks better. This is an episode that I think I enjoyed the last half hour like significantly more than the rest of it. But certainly the colour palette warms up a lot. We get a lot more interiors and a lot more control of camera. And again, whatever the problem was with the effects yeah. and making it so washed out and dark, I don't know. And also, this is another one of those things where I'm coming at it, like, knowing full well before watching this episode, uh, the cultural backlash against it, and also knowing that, because I read an interview with, like, the cinematographer who said, oh, this is a fault of the audience, you know, if you were watching this on a movie screen or with a a better TV or whatever, I'm paraphrasing, but this is what he said in essence. And can I officially quote from, from Thrones of Game, 
Fuck off. <laughs> no one is watching this on a movie. What are you talking about? You know no. we're watching this on laptops and streaming services. Wh- what? Yeah, and like, sure, maybe if this was done on, you know, a 4K TV or, you know, a big projector screen it might in a, in a dark room, it might have looked better. But also, it's a TV show. It's the same reason that, you know, um, recording engineers master albums is not to make the album sound great, but on but to make it sound great on a number of different yeah. devices on the most number of devices possible yeah it's they they and they know how we're getting this most people are going to be streaming it and the rest of the season looks fine yeah so i think that's kind of proof that there was just i don't know what it was maybe the effect wasn't done maybe they shot on the wrong kind of, i was about to say shot on the wrong kind of film they don't shoot on film anymore <laughs> had the wrong kind of lens i don't know but something something is up anyway Moving on from that, uh, let's let's talk some positive. What do you think is the MVP of this moment? Either a character or a moment or a line or a scene. It's something that we're really like, yeah. Our carryover champ is uh, going to be Barney Rubble. Oh, yeah. Out of all the scenes, I enjoyed his uh, in the catacombs the most. Yeah, here's, here's a guy, Tyrion, just sitting down in, in a closed room, and he really has a lot of, there's some great mo- back and forth between him and Sansa that really have the emotional core of this. And I get to find out they were married? Yes. Jean Grey used to be Betty Rubble? <laughs> Indeed she did. <laughs> but she looks like a Wilma. I know, it's a strange world, man. But this is, this is you know, rugged fantasy. This is dark fantasy. Not everything is the way it seems. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, getting attacked by the undead army, which, you know, only grows. It's like, ooh, bad time to hide in the catacombs. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, well, the other bit I'm going to bring up is what I would have called the Night's King daily power, where he just raises his arm and everyone resurrects. And it's yep. like, oh, shit. Yeah. And I do love that bit because... No one, everyone's like, oh yeah, you're hiding the crypt. That's where we traditionally hide during, you know, battles and stuff. And no one thought, oh, he can resurrect people. That's probably going to, oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that would have been a genuine shock to the entire audience to go, oh fuck. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm giving my MVP to uh, Tyrion once again, because, and, you know, with all fairness to all the battle scenes and whatever, like, I probably the actors did a good job. I think, yeah, maybe a lot of this is on the editing as well, that I don't think a lot of the actors who were doing battles really got their due. Yeah, no, I think the really there's a part that I think is just in the wrong place, and that's Arya in the library, where she's kind of doing the forced stealth, st- for- forced stealth section yeah. against these zombies, when we literally seconds earlier saw her like massacre a dozen of them, no problem. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's like, no, must make a sound. I was like, but we just, like, move this scene to right before she leaps out and stabs the Night's King, and then be like, that was why she was trying to be so quiet, she was trying to sneak up on them. Mm. Because at this point it was just like, I mean, or maybe if she'd lost her weapon and didn't have that that would have been something but it just why are you suddenly so scared of like six dudes when you just massacred a bunch of them no no sweat also i think this is part of this episode wanting to have its cake and eat it too with the zombie Mm. hordes in that when they play that triumphant music and she is murdering all those zombies or whatever like uh, it felt like the challenge just got a little easier for her Mm. like before that people are getting swarmed and stuff and then all of a sudden she's got one at a time to deal with i know it's the same you know criticism that people who don't like kung fu movies lob at kung fu movies but you know yeah it's the same battle sequence they're literally back to back these moments of oh we're being so overwhelmed and then there's one person taking them out like nothing nobody's business yeah yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, and they're trying to have every kind of zombie film in this one. Actually, <laughs> they have a little bit of World War Z when they're all scaling up the walls and piling up on the, each other. I do like that bit, especially overcoming the flame moat when yeah. they're all just diving in. 
Yeah, I wonder if... Because I wrote down, huh, I think Avengers did this better. <laughs> With uh, uh, fucking Shatari or whatever, who yeah. broke through the magic wall at um, Black uh, Panther yeah. Land. Yeah, yeah, they did too. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just one of these things where Game of Thrones saw that come out in the year early and go, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, we were gonna, are they going to think we're going to, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Again, who knows? We'll never know these things, but that's that's life. And yeah, they yeah. also want to have the creepy zombie bit with the, you know, the bit in the library and then the kind of undead swarm and all that kind of stuff. All the zombie movies all at once. Yeah, well, I actually got a, like, zombie video game vibes, like, and especially the recently released Days Gone, which I'll admit that I haven't played, but I've watched a few reviews of, and that's sort of what it seemed like to me. Yeah. I wanted to have this impressive zombie hordes and, you know, a, an imminent threat, but the thing as a whole package was just kind of barren and... Yeah, well, just... Ah, little little bits and pieces. I think there's so many shots that would have looked amazing if they'd been clear. Like, there's a great bit where they pull to an aerial shot over the I don't know, was like the unsullied guarding the gates as they're closing, and that's just endless swarm heading towards them. And I'm like, that should look amazing, but we can't fucking see it. Yeah, and you get a sense of it where they've got the breaks in the wall and they're passing through and not caring about getting flamed and whatever. But yeah, it, yeah, it lacks impact. Um, but yeah, and continuing on the video game, like for stealth detection of Arya, that's exactly what I wrote down. And <laughs> I was so bored by that scene. And because again, like she was going through this, like uh, using her spidey sense, trying to yeah. hear and then, oh, cool, you're using a blur effect. That's what this episode needed. And More I was, blurriness. Make and this I, shit harder to see. And I was so bored by this scene that I was trying to come up with puns based on stealth games, but I don't like stealth games, so <laughs> I was like, Metal Gear Solid, and the best I Metal can Metal Gear Snow. Oh, nice. Uh, but anyway, the one I came up with was Are You Assassin's Creed? Yeah, okay, I'll take it. All right, cool. That's my Dude, pun for the day. Because that's the thing, I actually like this scene. I think it works... It just it's it's in the wrong spot. It doesn't make sense mm. from what we saw previous and where we go to next, when we're again kind of doing a World War Z, spilling massive hordes of zombies through the tunnels, that kind of thing. And then after that as well, when the two uh, guys come to sort of help her, mm. and all of a sudden she's then overwhelmed by the imminent zombie threat, yep. and this guy's getting stabbed like a hundred times and still like, oh, no, I can get up. I uh, still got. I up. can do it. Yeah, <laughs> tis but a scratch. Yeah. Yeah, that's that bit's weird as well. Yeah, Captain Eyepatch, I forget his name. But <laughs> he finally buys the farm in this one. So, All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and did I see Jason Momoa in the Undead Army? You shouldn't have. I saw a very Momoa-looking dude. I mean, there are a lot of Dothraki there, and he plays the like the leader of the Dothraki, uh, or played. I don't know what what happened to him. What's a Dothraki? <laughs> uh, they're the dudes on horses who are all Aah! and all stabby things with the flaming swords at the beginning. Ah. Huh. So they're from uh, a different continent, and they followed uh, Jan Brady. Yeah, so I. So it should be Dan Brady now. We should. We should. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Daenerys, Dan Brady, who braids my hair? Seriously, who does this? Oh fucking! And can we talk about? Yeah, once again, she is not dirty. She should be very <laughs> dirty after this fight, and the dragon fighting scenes. Yeah. What a mishmash! Glorious of, shit. Like. And there were some, like, impactful moments where you sort of saw him scratching and gouging and stuff, but, like, you yeah. couldn't tell wh who had the upper hand. Now, there's a point where one of them gets grounded, and until you see John fall off, you have no idea who, who it is, if it was the Night King's dragon or if it was some other... I don't know. Yeah. It's just, again, blurry and messy and loses what should have been an impactful moment because we were too busy going, what's happening? Yeah. And after I was so excited at the start, I was like, oh! 
I saw the dragon die in the last one. That means from here on in, there's at least two dragons. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, <laughs> that didn't live up I to that. I think there's two dragons. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, apparently there was three in this one. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll get to our next question. Nudity. There was none. There was none. I was promised nudity in this show. Uh, you were. It's <laughs> it's out there somewhere, man. We just have to get back to the kind of times when they're all just hanging out in brothels and having discussions about diplomacy. <laughs> So that's the trade-off. There's going to be boobs, but there's also going to be politics to start talks. Yeah, so you can pay attention while there's politics. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Betrayal? I don't know. Hey, look, boobs. Because <laughs> that's how you get information across in this day and age. Damn it, ScoMo. You could make uh, your politics so much more interesting if you just went to your presses shirtless. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Throw, take, take, a, take a note from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Think about what you're doing out there. Or maybe just put some grandeur into the speeches, you know. Mm. You know talk about the, the lives and the, the protection of this realm. Yes. <laughs> Check some Jon Snow in there. <laughs> anyway, so let's move on straight to the next question. Violence. It, there was all of it. Yeah. Well, we could see it. <laughs> yeah. It was blurry violence. I guess in this time I'll bring up, yeah, I, I liked how in this, like... You know when you're playing a video game, mo- most likely a fighting game, let's say like a Mortal Kombat, where mm-hmm. your second tier boss is actually bigger and more threatening than the final boss? Yeah. Like when you fight Goro and he's this big hulking giant and then Shang Tsung, it's like, oh, you're about the same size as me. I don't know what I'm afraid about. Oh, fuck magic. He can do all <laughs> the things. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, the giant scene killing that little kid, it's like, yeah. Yeah, she's got a name. I did look it up, but who cares? She's Bear Island Girl. Bear Island Girl? She's from Bear Island and is awesome in, in uh, episodes you'll get to. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so that was a very much a fan favorite moment. People wanted to see that. Uh, and yeah, seeing her resurrected was again another oh shit moment. So. Yeah, I didn't get much of a sense from her character because the first thing she goes is... Yeah. And I'm like, oh, who's this character that's pulling focus? Oh, she's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what you signed up for. Yeah, that's actually the funny thing because like, I've seen a lot of characters, like probably main characters, die over the last f- f- uh, three oh, yeah. episodes. And there was still more dying in this one. It's mm. like, I'm, I'm actually impressed. There's going to be a big ensemble for this show. Oh, yeah, there's loads of characters and so many of them buy it. <laughs> so many just eat shit and die. Mm. Uh, one thing I'm really going to point out here is that the whole defense strategy sucks balls. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> like, in the beginning, I'm like, oh, look, archers, I wonder if you're going to use them up. Oh, look, catapults, you ever get it up? Trebuchets, you know. <laughs> they use them once. So what was with the Dothraki army of the flaming swords and, like... It looked... Okay, I will say it looked awesome to have them ride out and slowly, one by one, the flames die out. That's cool. But it made no sense from a strategic point. You always attack with your ranged weapons, like your catapults and your trebuchets that you clearly have, mm. and make sure they're on fire so then when you do ride out, you can see what the fuck you're doing. God so- damn it, play Total War. This is where <laughs> I learned all this. So just for clarity, like, the Dothraki all died in that No, war? they just... That's the kind of thing. Their swords are on fire, you stab someone, your sword goes out. But yeah. it looked cool. It looked good. And it gave that moment of despair. So that was a good use of its darkness. And then the rest, was, I think, was accidental. Yeah, because I don't see the Dothraki. I haven't seen the Dothraki, rather. Oh, they've been around. They were in the sacking of King's Landing. Oh. They were more, more focused on the Unsullied, but they were there. Oh, do they just look like regular people? They look like uh, kind of barbarians. They look like Jason Momoa's. Oh. Like a whole army of Jason Momoa. Oh, I don't know. Just from the word Dothraki and the whole clock and clock oh. language, like, I think I had in my mind's eye that they looked like whatever the White Walkers looked like, I guess. No, no. They look more like, uh, imagine like a Islander crossed with a barbarian. 
Mm. That's kind of what a Dothraki looks like. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, just on the violence as well, again, I've got to give this a little bit of leeway because I've been spoiler alerted. <laughs> so the whole thing with, you know, uh, Dan Brady and John Bon Snovy, yep. I know they're going to live through this, so I've got to go, okay, look, try to see the artistic value in how they get out of it. And is it just me? Did it seem like a little too convenient for mm-hmm. them at times? Oh yeah, John literally is surrounded by an entire resurrected army of the dead, and he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know he's good at fighting or whatever, but come on, literal army. But they do this thing multiple times where they show them about to be overwhelmed and then just one swipe and then a quick cut away, mm-hmm. and then they come back to them later and say, oh, they've been managing this whole time, and it's like... No, show me the management. <laughs> like, no, they really shouldn't be. Yeah, and sure, uh, Jorah Mamon dies for it, but that's one dude. That's uh, that's also referred to as Captain Friendzone. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he dies for Dan Brady and dies hard. Seems like a lot of people do. Yep. Mm. Yep. Other point, when out there all the zombies just waiting by the trench, no one is shooting them with arrows. It's like, again, yeah, defense 101, come on. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. Like I said, this uh, uh, this episode really wanted to have a lot of things and like not doing the proper legwork to work out why. Yeah, just asking why at various points. Yeah, that's kind of the problem. You never want your audience to go uh, like really obvious thing that you should be doing right now. Yeah, why are you not? And there's a certain degree of suspension of disbelief and halo effect and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of the time, it's like. Why is this your plan? Because it's awful, and I know that. Yeah, well, Halo Effect is definitely not in effect here because I brought up Kung Fu movies before, and it's like, you know, you accept that although there's a team of 20 bad guys going after the one and the one dude's winning, uh, there's an artistry behind the martial arts. You know, it's a very artful scene or whatever. And this didn't feel like it, and especially because they showed so many scenes of them being overwhelmed, then it wasn't about that. So, yeah, I can't really have it both ways like this. Yeah, and there really should be... Because, I mean, in a Kung Fu movie, you've always got, okay, well, I guess they're fighting with honor or whatever, and therefore they're not going at him three dudes at once. Yeah. But, I mean, in this, there should be, like, say, the Unsullied, who are, like, very Romanesque in their formations and their weaponry, doing the whole uh, phallics thing, and sitting there, you know, regimented and ordered and disciplined and just being overwhelmed by chaos. That would look amazing. Mm. But no. And actually, speaking of honor, I thought that's what um uh what's a uh, uh, Dracarcus Dracarcus the King Knight, Night King Shovel the Knight King. He doesn't. Have, he's just called the Knights King. It's just called the Knights King. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you think when she said Dracarcus and he she breathed flame all over him, he's like, "What up? I'm fine." Yeah, Dracarcus is the uh, Dothraki word for breathe fire now, please. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Okay. Um, (laughs) No one knows what it's like to be the Night's King (laughs) behind blue eyes. Um, On fire. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I thought he was going to be honourable towards Bran the Broken Mm -hmm. and not kill him with a sword because they were having that intense scene. It was like, staring contest. (laughs) Bran's going to fucking own at this. Yeah, he's got three eyes now. Whoop. Yep. Oh, so yeah, Bran is Raven now? Yeah, I did write down uh, all Bran now with Ravens. Mm. Yes. Ha-ha! <laughs> 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 Pun landed! <laughs> oh, very good. Damn. Thank you. Yeah, he just fucks off into a bunch of Ravens, and no one's really sure why. <laughs> like, yeah. at first I thought, okay, maybe he's like, ah, uh, wait, this is something you don't know about. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, next time. Yeah, well, not even next time. It's going to be a while till it comes up, and it's going to tell you. It's called Wagging, where he can basically send him- himself into other animals and sometimes other people. 
Yeah. Uh, so he walks into a bunch of ravens, and I kind of thought maybe that was like a backup plan. Like if he did get killed, his soul would still be in the ravens, but he comes back when the Night's King shows up. So it's like, oh, so that wasn't like a safety op. You weren't doing like a cloud save. Yeah. I thought he was like doing a recce mission or something. Like he was like at least going to come back and go, uh, don't worry, uh, Theo. I-, I wrote his name as uh, uh, Justin Hamilton because he looks like that dude in Black Books that's like the explorer that yeah. everyone falls in love with. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Theon Greyjoy though. Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, I thought he'd like tell him, you know, hold him off, someone's coming or something like that and mm. sort of... No, Bran it- is just constantly stoned in this entire season. <laughs> He's just sitting like, oh, I'm going to go now. Bye. <laughs> So I also wrote, uh, and even when he comes back and he's just like stone faced staring at the Night King, so I wrote, uh, all brand keeps it regular. Ah. <laughs> Tick. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, I thought that Arya killing the Night King or whatever, I am the Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that conceptually looked cool, but then, like, when you think of it, oh, all you needed to do was stab him in the stomach and then everybody dies. With a very specific type of blade, but they also have a lot of those blades right now, so sure. Yeah. Yeah. Again, very... Two different things. Again, I kind of think it would have been... I will never understand why this season is only uh, six episodes and not the full eight. I wanted to see Winterfell fall and they fall back to another position, either before or after the Night's King dies. That would have been better and felt like there was more at stake. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of rants on that one, but hey, this is what we have. And I feel like there is a gap between this battle and then the upcoming Black vs. Red battle. Yeah, yeah. Checkers, I think it's called. (laughs) (laughs) The epic battle of the ages, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're nearing the end here. I'm going through my notes quicker than main characters in this episode. Ah. We do have a couple of quick callbacks to uh, famous quotes, uh, sticking with the pointy end, and what do we say to the god of death? Not today. That's always fun, but it feels a little too much like a like a t-shirt moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, ah, slogan. Yeah. <laughs> he said it. Yeah, a little bit. So I like the idea that they're there, but yeah. Yeah, you kind of hear the Seinfeld bass line after that kind of <laughs> shit. <laughs> yep. Actually, you know, a little throw to Theon Greyjoy, who also, in terms of the actor, I forget his name right now, but mm-hmm. um, he, he has a good emotional moment. He's got, he just gives good emotion face in this one. Very yeah. dramatic. The trouble is, he's like... I'm trying to remember the actor's name, because the actor is actually the brother of someone famous. Oh. Who's that British rap girl, Lily something? Lily Allen? That's the one, yeah. It's his, um, that's his, her brother. Oh, wow. Yeah. Weird fact. Huh. I think I'm out of notes here. So, let's move to our final, unless you want anything else? Yeah, the guy who looks like he wandered off from a different film set. Sam. Could not have looked like he wandered <laughs> off from a more different film set. Even Jon Snow walks past him getting overwhelmed at some point. It's like, oh, fucking, what are you doing here anyway? And <laughs> doesn't help him. Yeah, it's like, you know, The Hobbit is two sets over. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, and he got overwhelmed at one point. How the hell did he get out of that and uh, ate a pot roast with his pregnant wife? Uh, well, I think that you'll see. Um, well, what he did there was probably just um, just be too lovable to die. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he had such a, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Look about it. Why wasn't he down in the catacombs with everybody else? He's fucking useless. He is technically a soldier. Technically. <laughs> yeah he's a soldier in the same way that paulie shaw was in the army now he's Ooh. a fucking comedy actor that wandered off early <laughs> 90s burn yes <laughs> all right uh my only other note is actually melisandre just fucks off at the end of this that was the uh redhead woman who kind of millhouse 
Yeah, what was her name? Clarice Van Outen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which this was a funny moment, actually, audience, when we started up the episode because I saw her name in the credits and I know about her because we did an episode on The Simpsons Index of uh, the, yeah, Clarice Van Houten was in playing mm-hmm. Milhouse's cousin and it was a whole thing, you know, huh, aren't they clever for doing that? But it was a shit episode. Yep. And yeah, I go, oh, have I met her yet? And you go, nope. And I'm like, uh, oh yeah and this is the only time that i think an intro credits uh cast credits is going to be a spoiler for me <laughs> whoops oh well yeah hey again this is the life we've chosen i mean it's not really a spoiler if there's one thing that i knew about game of thrones is that everybody fucking dies especially in this one a lot of people yep uh yeah my only other note was that yeah in the end where dan brady is crying over that dude who died oh uh, yeah jorah mamont yeah and then the dragon sees, and then he's all like, Ooh. and then he's like, <laughs> dragon's trying to be a comfort dog. Yeah. And then I was laughing a lot. <laughs> and I'm sorry about this, because it kind of undercut, you know, the pretty piano moment. But yeah, care. I just pictured this uh, dragon wearing a, like, I'm a comfort <laughs> animal, do not pet. <laughs> so was dragon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I will say about that bit as well, the fucking, the piano over the ensuing mm. chaos I don't know, maybe I've just seen it in too many things already, but it, it just felt tacky to me. Yeah, it's like, sad piano, everything's going to be clear. Oh no, what's gonna, not going to happen? It's like... The all is lost moment! No! <laughs> yeah, and it's like, mm, you could have earned it with silence because we know this show and this show likes to just turn things on you, but this kind of yeah. just went exactly as planned, really. Yeah. And I think maybe that's its biggest problem amongst its other problems. That said, I do kind of like this one. There's a lot of bits I enjoy, but let's wrap this up. How did we get here? Oh, how did we get here? Okay, so I reckon so, uh, someone from uh, the, uh, the the Team Black said something to piss off Blue Eyes. Like, they made a call about his mama <laughs> and saying she looked uh, dead-eyed as fuck. Yep, yep, <laughs> and then be. he got pissed off and sent his undead army on everybody. His undead army, and the, all of the generals really look like the cover of a Swedish death metal album. Yeah. <laughs> like, right at the end when they walk up to Brandon, you can just see, like, you know, coming October, the heaviest album you've ever heard. Chur, chur, chur. Yeah. <laughs> Although they were also a bit uh, Linquayish with all their, yeah, ice powers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They got that going for them as well. Yeah. Connection, Mortal Kombat universe mixing in with uh, Game <laughs> of Thrones universe. Ooh. I fucking hope so. Uh, can you imagine like a Mortal Kombat but done Game of Thrones style, like with slow build and intrigue and deception and nudity? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my new dream. <laughs> Go hand in hand. Oh, can't wait. Although they are shooting the new Mortal Kombat down in Adelaide. We should, you know, run down and give them some ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a flawless idea. Couldn't possibly go wrong. <laughs> All right, well, if you're all out of notes, I'm all out of notes. Let's wrap this up. Uh, I've been BT Calloway. That's LHA O'Neill. Later. And uh, check us out on The Simpsons Index if you want to hear more of our sultry, sexy voices. Till then, and now our watch has ended. Mm-hmm.